Welcome back, family, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy T-Riz in the building. How you doing, my dog? Doing good, man. How y'all guys doing? Listen, it's early over here, man. You know what I'm saying? So this video is going to come out tomorrow or something like that. But over here, it's early. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a little tired. But listen, man, we got we to gotta get this episode out for y'all. You feel me? So yeah. make sure y'all drop that sub and um, turn on notifications. And um, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all, man. Uh, my boy T talking about this early over there, man. That boy crazy. It's 11 o'clock over there in the East Coast, dog. But uh, it's all good, man. I know some people uh, like to sleep a little more. Uh, but anyway, y'all, what's up? We happy to have y'all on the, um, back here with us. Today is um, Saturday, May, uh, May 4th. May, what I'm talking about, March 4th. <laughs> I'm tripping. Today's Saturday, March 4th. Uh, got a jam-packed episode be talking about KD, LeBron, uh, the Knicks win streak, and then uh, we got some cool segments that we'll get into, uh, but that's neither here or there. Like how Trent said, make sure you smash that subscribe button, and uh, let's go ahead and get into it. My boy T, let's, let's, let's start with the NBA news, rumors, and update segment. Um, I think the biggest update that we got to kick it off with is, you know, our, our guy KD, the Slim Reaper. Had his uh, first two games in the Suns uniform. Uh, first, it came at a win over the Hornets, 105-91. And then the second game was a win over the Bulls. So um, talk to me, T, about, you know, first impressions on KD in the Suns uniform. How are you feeling about that? Listen, man, I, I, I was texting John about this. And I said, bro, people are reacting, man. Like, it's only two games in. I'm not. I don't get too excited. I don't my lows and highs. Like I don't, I don't, I don't do that no more because, you know, a lot of these super teams, they can start off looking good and then, you know, they can just fall off a great example, you know, um, the Lakers, I know I bring them up a lot, but you know, when Russ got traded over there, everybody was super excited. You know, it was looking okay for a while. Then it just fell off, you know, and I'm not saying KD cause KD could fit with anybody. Right. And Russ is a little bit harder and stuff like that, but let's be honest, bro. They play some bums. They ain't play no competition yet. They play the Charlotte Hornets and the Chicago Bulls. Let's relax. But one thing that I did notice is that KD is barely cracking 30-plus minutes, and that's a good sign for him, right, because he's aging. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries, and he's efficient, right? The last game, he had 20.7 for 10, nine rebounds, six assists. That's a perfect night for the office for Kevin Durant, not asking for him to do too much, not asking him to drop 40 just to win in Brooklyn. No, he's on Phoenix. He got other superstars to play with him, like a Devin Booker and a star center like Aiton. So he's good with that. But then the other game against Charlotte, only 27 minutes, 10 for 15. Once again, efficient, 23 points, six rebounds, two assists. So um, I love the minutes that he's getting. I believe he is on a small minute restriction. So maybe that's why the minutes are a little bit uh, down a little bit. And I know he sold you earlier for some money. It's funny because, you know, these players, they, they make millions of dollars and we're betting on them and they're selling our hard work money, man. It, it, it irks our soul, man. We could put $20 in, but we could do a six man parlay and that could be $2,000. But KD don't want to make one layup or shoot one shot and it sells all $20. That $20 can win the gas. Man, you know what I'm oh, man, T, you preaching the gospel right now. That's crazy. I'm but, just, K, like I, man, I swear, KD had four minutes and could have had just one more bucket, but chose to just not play anymore. So I feel you. That, that's, that's preaching the gospel. I love it. Nah, but I don't There's not really too, too much to say about it. There's two games into the season. They are undefeated with him so far. 
Um, I don't. I never thought the fit was going to be a bad fit. The only thing that I was concerned about is the role players. You know, you brought up uh, on the phone yesterday, like some players getting out of rhythm because their rotations are a little bit different. They're not getting, you know, less, you know, less minutes. They're getting more minutes. And so I still feel like that's still intact because when KD comes back from minute restriction, maybe his minutes go up a little bit more. But we'll see from there, man. Monster Williams is a good coach, so I think they'll be perfectly fine. I don't think they'll win the championship this year, but we'll see. Man, we will see. Yeah, they definitely are looking scary. Uh, I'm, I do agree with you, though. I also don't have them as championship favorites this year. Uh, chemistry is a real thing. Uh, but look, T, I mean, they clearly got a good roster. They clearly got good uh, on-paper talent and even on-the-court talent. Uh, but chemistry is a real thing, right? The, the Bucks have been running it back to, uh, for some years together, so they have real chemistry. The Celtics have been running it back for some years together. They have real chemistry. They lost last year together, so they felt that. So, you know, they built that to, uh, t- together. So that continuity is real for them. Now, the Suns don't yet have that continuity, and I believe they're about 20, 20 to 25 games away from playoffs starting. So what I want to ask you is, Yes, they have a good roster, but no, they haven't had the chance to have the continuity. Do the Suns have the most pressure in the NBA to win a championship this year? Um, I mean, when you make, when you come out and make a big move like that, I think you have to. There's pressure no matter what. Um, I'll tell you this. If they don't win, which I don't think they are going to win this season, John, right? I think next season, man. That's a must win. That there's like it's it's just must win, right? Because Chris Paul is getting older, right? Your role players that you traded for, some of them may not be there. Example like Terrence Ross, he he's on an expiring deal, right? So you're gonna be missing a lot of key role players. And we all know when you to win a championship, it's not just because you have superstar talent. To win a championship, you have to have the depth around you to help out your superstar talent, right? And so that's why when you look at these championship teams like the Milwaukee Bucks in the day, they had Giannis, but what else did they have around them? They had a Bobby Portis, you know, they had a Javon Carter. They had these pieces around them that made them compete. And so I think James Jones made this trade to win this season. So there's a lot of pressure on him. But I think there's a lot of pressure on Kevin Durant. Now, this is the second super team that he joined, right? He won with Golden State. I don't care what anybody says. The, the, the Phoenix Suns are now a super team. You know, Devin Booker's trying to downplay and said there's only one super, uh, one star in this team and one all-star and stuff like that because um, Devin Booker to make the all-star game. Come on, Devin Booker. We all know what's up. The only reason why you didn't make it is because you was injured half of the season. You wasn't injured. You're an all-star player no matter what, bro. So I think there's a lot of pressure on this team no matter what. You got CP3 who needs to win a championship. He needs to win a championship. He has so much pressure on him. And I think a lot of people, like, took some slack off him. Like, oh, He's getting older, this and that. No, you still got to – every single team that he was on was competitive. He needs to win. And if he doesn't win, I want the same slander that they give other point guards and other players on this on this Phoenix Suns team. There's no excuses. So there's a lot of pressure. There is there is a lot of pressure. But would you say that there is – they have the most pressure in the league, though, as a team? No, no, no. I don't think they got the most pressure. I think who has the most pressure – it's going to be the Nuggets. And the reason why I say the Nuggets is because, listen, people are already calling on Nicole Jokic, John. People are already calling saying he's stat padded. Um, and we all know what they did to Russell Westbrook a few years ago. Remember um, when he was getting mm-hmm. triple doubles and stuff like that? They're like, is his team winning? His team was winning games, right? Nicole Jokic's team's winning games. 
But at the end of the day, what matters is that championship gold, right? And um, the Nuggets, they have a good roster. They, they, they surrounded Jokic with a lot of good players. The additions of Bruce Brown and KCP was absolutely huge because they bring so much to that roster. A healthy Jamal Murray and a healthy Michael Porter Jr. now, you could tell they're finally, you know, looking like themselves. And then Aaron Gordon could have been an all-star this year, you know? So they have the, this team around them. So I think there's a lot of pressure on the Nuggets. And they're a number one seed. When you're a number one seed, that already puts enough pressure on you, right? Because you could potentially be losing to the eighth seed. And the eighth seed this year, we don't know yet, right? The Clippers just fell to eighth seed, right? Um, you might see the Lakers. You might see the Pelicans. The eighth seed ain't going to be no joke for the Nuggets, right? So there's a lot of pressure. And I know the Clippers are on a five-game losing streak, but let's be honest with you. Is that a first-round matchup that you want to see? Even though they may be the favorites, do you really want to see a Kawhi Leonard? You want to see a Paul George, even though I think Paul George is toast? Their team is talented, right? They're going to fight no matter what. They're going to fight. So I don't know if you really, even the, don't X out the Clippers, do you want to see the Pelicans with Zion being fully healthy? We know they were a top three seed, John. When they were healthy, this was a top three, four seed in the league. Do you really want to see the Lakers if they get that? With an Anthony Davis and a potential LeBron James being back. So there's a lot of pressure on Denver. A lot of pressure on that team. Yeah, man. There, the, I would agree. There's a lot of pressure on Denver. Um, I do like that route of going Denver has the most pressure. But I'm going to go in the East, man. I'm going to go with um, – I'm juggling back and forth between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, man. But honestly, I'm going to go with the Celtics, and here's why. Um, the reason I'm going to go with the Celtics is because – Last year, they choked, man. They choked in the heart of the the, the best place you can choke, man. I mean, actually, the worst place you can choke. The biggest stage of them all. And what's up? They didn't choke? The, the no, no, didn't no, choke? no. That, 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 that same. Oh, pause, come on. Pause, <laughs> pause, pause. Okay, pause, pause, pause. Okay. Yeah, the Celtics chose, uh, choked at the biggest stage in the NBA Finals. And when you look at great players, the Kobe's, the LeBron's, the Curry's, when they face adversities in the NBA finals or whenever they face adversity in their career, the next years that they had, they had a big bounce back year. So I think that the, there's a lot of pressure on the Celtics and Tatum to bounce back for Tatum to come back and, and solidify his spot as that guy. You know, he always talked about having that Kobe mentality, that mama mentality. Well, he needs to prove that. Uh, by coming out this year and, um, you know, really making sure that, that the Celtics um, win a championship. So I think the Celtics got a lot of pressure on that. Yeah, I mean, the the Milwaukee Bucks, I want to say too much pressure on them because they won a championship. That is true. That, but, know, but, the, but the only thing, I feel like if they don't win a championship this year, people are, people are going to be like, ah, they're not the same anymore ever since Chris Middleton injury, and people aren't going to really fear them like they like how they should be feared, in my opinion. Man, they're, they're the best team in the league right now. I don't most, care anybody. Most dominant, most dominant for yeah. sure. But all right, brother. So look, before we get off the to the the point of pressure, okay, real quick, give me your top three players this season that have the most pressure on them to win an NBA championship. Nikola Jokic, starting off number one, man. He has two MVPs. Um, he's gonna have back to back to back MVPs, right? So you're number one. He's gonna win. Um, he's the number one seed. And there's no more excuses. There's just no more excuses, right? We we cut you some slack. You got to – John, they never made it to the Western Conference Finals. You know what I'm saying? They never did it. They got it. They Bro, I don't even think a Western Conference Finals is, is acceptable for this Nuggets team no more, bro. 
Yeah. It, it's it's win or go home. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So you got Nicole Jokic, um, Kevin Durant. I, actually, let me not put Kevin Durant. I don't want to put Kevin Durant in this list, but I'm looking at I'm looking at each conference. James Harden. Let me pull my middle finger up. <laughs> James Harden. Listen, James Harden has a lot of pressure on his team. You know, they they obviously fleeced the um, Brooklyn Nets for that Ben Simmons trade, but Philly been in limbo all in the last like four or five seasons. They've been in limbo. The closest they were ever was was Kawhi Leonard sending them home when that game winner. That's the closest they ever was. You know, you you traded for James Harden to team up with Joel, and somehow you cannot win a championship with the roster that's constructed. Um, I think if they lose this year. Don't be surprised if that team blows it up. And I'm not saying blow it up. I'm talking about a little little rebuild in the sense of some players out. James Harden might be out. You know, I keep hearing this thing about James Harden to Houston, John. Do you really believe that? No, of course not. But, like, but James Harden might be that person be like, I just want to go back to Houston, go back to Houston, you know, go to the strip joints and stuff and have fun, you know? <laughs> Who knows? Go to H back H-Town. But James Harden has a lot of pressure, man. He 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 been on way too many teams. I'm just gonna finish my thing. He played for he played with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, no championship. He played with Joel Embiid, the the best center, best center, the second best center in the league, no championships. He played with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and um, back in the day, no championship. He played with way too many superstars. It's too much slack on him. He needs to win now. If he can't win now, he's never gonna win. That's it. Man, all right. So talk to me. What's your last one? And then my last one, man. I think, you know, you got to look at the Clippers. And the reason why I say the Clippers, you traded for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They have yet to make a Western Conference Finals appearance. <laughs> like, they just been disasters. And I feel bad for Ballmer because, like, every single trade deadline, he's always improving his roster. You know, the year before, they traded for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Remember when they did that? I'm like, oh, that's a really, really good move. This year, they traded for Eric Gordon, Mason Plumley, Bones Highland, and then acquired Russell Westbrook. So they're always improving their roster, and they just always find a way to lose. Always find a way to lose, you know. They they, they traded for Marcus Morris. You know, they brought in a head coach of Ty Lue. They stole that from, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers because he was supposed to go over there, potentially to coach LeBron. They do all these good moves and just can never win. So I think there's a lot of pressure. And don't be surprised if one of these players requests for a trade. Don't be surprised. Just don't be surprised, man. So I'm going to put the Clippers unit as a whole, Jokic, and, um, yeah, go from there. All right. My my top three, I have I would have to go KD um, only because I feel like ever since he left the Warriors, he hasn't had that championship while the Warriors have – they have been able to win a championship. Uh, Kevin Durant has been in really turmoil since he left the Warriors. And I know me personally, a bigger reason I said – oh, the Warriors are only good because Kevin Durant came and saved them. Kevin Durant came and saved them. And I think that um, KD not winning a championship and honestly playing so bad ever since he's been off the Warriors is, uh, playing, um, is, is, play, is playing a huge part in, in, um, in, in this, man. So I would say KD. So if he won a championship this year, that would take a lot of pressure off him. Chris Paul, getting older. Uh, I mean, I think – Chris Paul's window's been passed. I mean, he's just he's just been blessed to be on some really good teams, and he's a really good team player, so he he can he can fit in. But Chris Paul's window has been passed; his time's been expired. Uh, should have been had a championship uh, from his early days, and so I think that uh, if he doesn't get one, this will probably be one of his last few chances. Uh, because you know how how great is Chris Paul going to be at 38, 39? 
uh, and who's going to keep taking a chance on that. And then my third player, it's got to be Jason Tatum. Uh, I just talked about it. You you want to have that Kobe mentality. You always talk, always talk about Kobe Bryant when I have that mama mentality. When Kobe Bryant lost to the Celtics in, I believe it was the 08 finals, he said it was the worst loss of his life. It hurt him, and he trained so hard, and he came back. In that 2010 finals when the Lakers won against the Celtics, man, that was one of uh, Kobe's greatest, uh, greatest championships he talks about. Uh, so if Tatum wants to be like Kobe, you know, he needs to – find that inner Mamba in them. Uh, so those are my top three players. I would go with KD, CP, and Tatum for um, most pressure winning championship this year. Yep, and I'll go Jokic, Arden, and um, hold on, I'm having a brain fart. You, what you, you, have the, you, you have the Clippers. Clippers, yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. All right, my boy, so let's get let, let's get to some new um, new updates around the league, some injury updates. Um, LeBron James out for at least three weeks with his foot tendon. Um, talk to me about some of your thoughts and um, how you feel about that. Man, non-biased. I'm just going to non-bias on this. Lakers season, Lakers, Lakers goal of being that sixth seed is just not happening, right? I think that's close. You know, Darvin Ham and LeBron keep talking about, we don't want playing, we want sixth seed. Well, Darvin Ham is not happening. I know it seems so close, you know, it's so tight and stuff, but when, when you don't got your best player out there, it's just, well, let me not say your best player. Well, your best player overall, but but you just need him in general. He's the GOAT, you know? I think Anthony Davis is the best player on the team overall that you need to, you know, step up and stuff like that. But so that six seed, that dream's dead, right? The plane, you still have hope. Um, that loss yesterday really messed you up, though. I'm not going to lie. Um, and the reason why I say that is because Timberwolves are a team that's still fighting to get in the plane, too, right? And so with that loss... You have 34 losses, right? And that's not a good sign. And with 34 losses, you got to, you really got to be fighting. You got to win like the next three games. And I don't know how convincing that you could do that, right? And I think the team constructed around them is good, though, John. Right? Um, they made that. They made a little run at the end of the game. You know, Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt. You know, Shooter, Anthony Davis had to play pretty pretty good last night. Um, but. The hopes of winning a championship, that's dead. The hopes of being number six is dead. The hopes of being in a playing team, you still have hope. Not to, It's not, you know, before, like it before with LeBron. But, man, this is not good. And it's not good. And I'll tell you this, man. LeBron always says, man, he's going to wrap it up when his mind's not there. You think these injuries are coming in and be like, man, can't do this no more. Nah, he's not doing it. He not I, I'm he not hanging it up until he play with Bronny. I know that for a fact. He's not hanging it up until he play with Bronny, no matter what's going on. Man, so that's I how think you, that's how you feeling, bro. LeBron has bro, LeBron missed like a hundred games the last few years. I mean, he he, he is 37, 38, though. Yeah, yeah, but one thing about LeBron, he puts millions and millions of dollars in his body, right? And I know when you get older, you these little injuries occur, but man. If, if he's going to keep missing these games, they're never going to win a championship, though. Mm, I wouldn't say never win a championship. because No, they're never going to win a championship. Because, because we talk about it and we talk about it all the time. Once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. And yeah, you but even, they, and, and you even said it. Once you but how they get – but they have to get there. And, that, no. and they can and they, and, and they and they can get there. And they absolutely can get there. Uh, out of the, the – to get to the sixth seed from, what, from where they are right now, that is a tough ask because they are uh, three games out. 
and the West is real jam-packed, so that is, that is tough. Playing absolutely hopes are 100% still alive. The Lakers are in the 11th seed, one game out of uh, one game out of the 10th seed. But once you get to the playoffs, you just said it yourself. You don't want to face a healthy LeBron, healthy Anthony Davis, and healthy Lakers squad. And especially if you get to a seven game series, then you definitely don't want to play them in a seven game series in a play in a play in situation. I guess anything can, can happen. It is one game at the best two games. Um, so that is, I guess, less ideal, but in the seven game situations, I'll tell you what, man, I genuinely, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the West up and down. There's not many teams I would take in the seven game situation over the, over the Lakers with a healthy LeBron and with a healthy Anthony Davis and with the current roster that they, that they have construction around them, man. Man, this sounds just coming from a Lakers fan, man, because I'm going to be honest with you, man. These next two games, you don't win. Your season's over, bro. And mm, they got it though. Memphis and Golden State. I think they. I think they definitely. They definitely should. get Golden State every year. And Memphis. They. They own. They own them in the season series so far. So they. Get- yeah, but that's what. That's what LeBron there, right? And so listen, the Warriors. Let's not. Let's. The Warriors are hot. The Warriors are one of the hottest teams in the league right now, without Steph Curry. And Steph Curry's coming back that game. Forgot about that. Steph Curry is returning that game against the Lakers. They know the Golden State Warriors are in limo too, right? They're in fifth seed. They're 34 and 30, but one loss, two losses brings them down to 11th seed, right? So all these games are super, super important. Golden State has been looking very good. Klay Thompson's looking like, I don't want to say prime Klay, but he's looking good, right? So now you're adding that another dynamic of uh, Steph Curry back, their best player. It's going to be a tough game, right? I think Lakers always compete with the Warriors no matter what, right? Memphis this is going to be a tough game too, but I mean, if you lose these two games, you're 30 and 36, it's just going to make it harder, right? And then let's be honest, John. I think you, the Knicks, I, bro, the Knicks, I don't know what's going on. The Knicks, they're just on a whole nother level right now. Game winners, eight game win streak. I don't know what's going on, right? But look, Maybe, that's, but that's, let me that's just say something. Predict, that's tough to predict. You just, you're just trying to predict games or who's, who, who's going to win or not. Like, I think we should more look at the facts, right? I think we should look at who's there and who's not and who's performing. Because AD been there, right? I, I get it. LeBron's out, and that is scary. But I do trust in Anthony Davis and these role players to keep this play-in uh, hopes alive. I mean, first of all, let's let us let us be honest, okay? I know AD's missed some time, but the time that AD's been in there, it's reminding me of 2020 AD. 25 points per game, 12 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, one steal, 56% from the field, 81% from the from the free throw line. The only thing he's struggling in is, is just three-point percentage, shooting 26%. And I for sure trust a guy like that to be able to lead this team full of role players. But just real quick, Trent, I, I, I know, and I know you, you want to talk real quick, but people need to wake up. This Laker roster is not the same anymore. People need to wake up and realize this is not the same roster that was constructed at the beginning of the season. And they need to wake up and need to realize that this team has the next man up mentality. Let's look back at these next games, at these last couple of games that LeBron's been out. Dennis Schroeder has stepped up every single game to be a leading scorer. In the game against OKC, 26 points. Troy Brown, 26 points. Austin Reeves, 19. Lonnie Walker, 13. Malik Monk, 12. Um, Mo, 12. Rui, 9. Everyone scored five or more points in the game, in the, in the game versus the Grizzlies. 20, AD, 28 points, 19, 19 rebounds. Lonnie Walker, 21 points. Malik Monk, 14. Austin Reeves, 17. So I say this to say this Lakers team is not that same Lakers squad that was at the beginning of the season that was sitting at the bottom of the league. With a healthy LeBron and healthy AD, this is definitely 
They definitely have a chance to do something come playoffs. But even without a healthy LeBron, this team definitely still has play in hopes because let's remember, Anthony Davis is a MVP caliber when out there. And they do have the right roster. Well, you, now. well you, be, you meant, I know you're missing Malik Monk, but you meant to say Malik Beasley. Oh, Malik Beasley. Sorry about that. I know you're missing Monk because I Mah- do Malik Monk. Malik yeah. Monk is being that dude right now, right? He is. But John, man, like I, it's like it's like you're, it's like you sound like you're sounding like me, man. When I defend Russ, and I know this is just how you, this is just how Lakers fans are, because, bro, man, I deal with a bunch of Lakers fans, man. They're wild, bro. All my comments are filled with Lakers fans, man. They, I, they, they hate me. But John, man, we got to be realistic, bro. Anthony Davis had one of his best games yesterday, and they still lost, right? Mm. And, and 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 I do want to say this: he he had a huge game. He had a huge game, but not his best game of the season. Well, he that's what he has to do every single – but my point what I'm trying to get at, if Anthony Davis is still putting close to 40 points a game and they're still losing, it's not a good sign. But I do agree. The team is constructed very, very well now, right? They, they, they're they making runs. They made a huge comeback against Dallas. No one has done it without – you know, without Le- LeBron was there. But, you know, like that's the team before couldn't do that before, right? They're down 30 points. They're just going to call it a night, right? It's, it's over. But – the teams, John, every team's hungry right now. And I'm not saying the Lakers are not hungry, but the teams around, like the players, the teams that they got a player just better than the Lakers. And that's just what it is. And I, I know you don't want to admit it. Wait, you said, you said what? The teams that they're playing, like right now, this stretch, everybody's hungry no matter what, right? No one's getting sleep and stuff like that, including the Lakers. But the teams that are playing, they're just a better team overall than the Los Angeles Lakers. Absolutely disagreed. 100% disagreed. Uh, so Memphis ain't better than the Lakers? Yeah, I would take I would take Memphis over the Lakers, but Go, yo, listen, listen, I I never I never doubted Golden State. I remember telling you this too, right? I was like, bro, I can't just let the Golden State just be like, all right, whatever. Golden State, I, I think they have the better roster. They have they have the better roster, but I wouldn't take them in the seven game series. Absolutely Man, you not. you got Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins coming back. I'm taking them in the seven game series. Mm, they 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 have to defend the other side. You got to guard the other side of the ball. Who's and they do. Guard Anthony? Da- Ooh, I don't Bro, know. You, you, Draymond have Green. An answer. Draymond they, Green is right there, but Draymond Green is too small. There's 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 levels. He's too to small. This. He is too small, but that's why it's called coaching. And you get out coached by Steve Kerr, right? Darvin Ham's gonna get out coached by Steve Kerr. Um, that in uh, coaching, like Bobby said, coaching doesn't matter. Coaching matters in the postseason, hundred percent, because. If you need to throw these different uh, different stuff, uh, different lineups out there, like there's teams that be like, all right, let's go in man. No, let's go in zone. There's no shooters out there. We're going to go in zone and we, what you going to do now, right? I seen the Kings do that yesterday. I'm not sure if you watched the Kings game yesterday, but the Kings went in zone yesterday and it flustered the whole Clippers offense. It just flustered their whole offense. They didn't know what to do. They're just like passing the ball, forcing shots up, like, you know, and that, and that was because of Mike Brown. Mike Brown said, I bet I, I see what's on the court. I'm going to go in zone right now. So you're telling me Steve, Steve Kerr is going to outclass my uh, Darvin Ham, bro? I know you don't think Darvin Ham is that great. I know you don't. Uh, D- Darvin Ham, he's not that great. He's a he's a he's a first time coach. But let's and, and I give him that. Steve Kerr is also not that great either, though. Steve Kerr is a decent coach. He's not a great coach. But we're comparing coaches now. Okay, he, I, he destroys Darvin Ham. Just destroys because because he's a first time head coach. But 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 I and, and I and I said that in episode, for the episodes I said man I, I give some slack because he's a first year head coach but but there's kind of no excuse right when you go to L A there's always going to be pressure on you no 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 there's always going to be pressure when you join L A no matter what so it doesn't matter like bro look at the Lakers fans they uh, in Twitter they told starving him every single night every single night and he says stupid comments like Dennis Shooter you know 
he's still a star. Like he he defends his players, which you should, because you're a head coach. You always defend your players, and you don't criticize them this and that. But the comments he says, John, I know you read the the post games after. It's like, really, Darvin? Like you you know you don't believe that. You know you don't believe that, bro. Because I dealt with it when I was watching Lakers all the time. He says stupid stuff, bro. I don't know, bro, but Lakers season, they're not going over. It, it, yeah, that's uh that's cap that's cap i i i'm i cannot coincide with that and i can't agree I, with that i they, listen they, I, I you can't say they're not going nowhere with, with a roster like that but next year talk to me 100 100 next year 100 next year they're good this year john I, i've been hearing this i've been hearing i've been hearing this excuse for two years now as soon as we get a healthy lebron and healthy ad man with some good players we gonna be good all right bro well we 19 games left in the season and there's still 11 seed. So I, I I still need to see it, man. I mean, they just they they, they just they just traded for the right pieces around them. So I mean, and, and, and they, because and what they, we've been saying is the right pieces and healthy AD and LeBron, right? So now we got the right pieces, and now we've already improved. So I mean, but you know. like what you just said, the right pieces with AD and LeBron, <laughs> you're missing LeBron. <laughs> uh, uh, so, okay, that's fine. But we got one of the part one. Of, there was a it was two parts. But you need it was, two. You it, need was, two. it was it was it was the healthy uh, stars and LeBron and AD, and it was the right parts. We didn't have neither. Now we have the right parts, and all we got to do is get a healthy LeBron and AD. And once that happens, I'm telling you, Trent, nobody all, in the league wants yes, to see yes. the Lakers in a seven game series. Yes, yes. But but let's talk about some devastating news. Okay. Let's talk about some news that hurt my heart. Jonathan Isaac <laughs> out for the rest of the season with a torn left uh, uh, abductor muscle. I don't even know what that is. I think it's like a shoulder muscle. I don't know. But Jonathan Isaac, after missing, I believe, like two, three years, he's out for the rest of the season. T, when you called me on the phone, you said his career is over. Do you really believe that? 100%. <laughs> That's crazy. I 100% believe his career's over. <laughs> He's 25 years old. He missed two to three seasons. Um, this is going to – you got to think about it, John, right? I don't, I'm not – how long – what's the injury called? Uh, it's, a, a, it's a torn left addu- abductor muscle. I don't, I don't know where an addu- abductor is. Torn. Okay, like, right. So I just want to see, like, the recovery time for that. So it says 12 to 16 weeks, right? And then it says four to 12 weeks to hail. Right. So, I mean, I think he could be back for next season, obviously, right? 100%. But, John, bro, why does a team want to continue to keep a player in their team that just continues to miss time? And I love what Jonathan Isaac does, bro, because when he came back, he was looking pretty solid, right? In, in like nine minutes, he had like 10 points. Like, I don't think you know how impressive that is. In nine minutes, 10 points? You know, it's very impressive. It's a, almost a point every minute. <laughs> yeah, literally. But not only that, he had like three rebounds and like two assists and stuff like that. Look, if, if you see his stats, right, he came back 11 minutes, five points a game, 40 percent from the field, 40 percent from the three point line, four rebounds. And at one point three steals, like obviously, you know, the, the more minutes he gets, the stats are going to go up a little bit. But he already showed like the potential of like him being the old Jonathan Isaac. Right. You know, helping on the rebound, playing some really, really good defense, scoring and stuff like that. But man, I know personally his mental for a player like Jonathan Isaac. That's what I'm thinking about. Is he thinking about retirement? Because it's like after you miss this much time and then get injured right again after 11 games played, you even want to play basketball? You get unmotivated, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, am I ever going to be healthy for my my rest of my career? You you just don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's really upsetting. Like when, when I got that notification, I was just sitting there jaw dropped, like just feel bad for him. Cause yeah, I mean, and, and it's sad. It's sad because when he played, it, he only played four years. Yeah. And, and another thing I want to bring up is like, it just kind of reminded me of like, even if he is good, still has the potential of being an NBA player, teams might not take a chance on him just because of his of his uh, injury history, right? I mean, look at Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy was still able to hoop, was still able to be that guy, but no teams wanted to take a chance on him because of his uh, injury history. So that might be yeah, a I mean, case for Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But, man, I'm like, I'm just going to think of, I'm just thinking of his mentor right now. And it's crazy because I feel like I don't see no one really talking about this. And I think it's because – of his things he did in the past so people are not fans of Jonathan Isaac but like I feel like this is a big thing to be talked about right now like a player that just missed like four three seasons and then come back to play 11 games and then gets injured again which is wild and I'm pretty sure he was a high draft pick wasn't he um he was a sixth pick in the 20, 2017 yeah. draft pick so that's wild that is- and I, I all I care about is dude's mental man right now right man that's- I hope dude is straight Dude's mental. I know it's mental. It's cooked right now. Man, appreciate you bringing that up, my boy. But let's go ahead and get to our uh, first segment of the show here. And that is the Who Is segment. Let's get it. 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 So the way we're going to do this is I have a statement. I'm going to say who I'm going to say who is. And then you tell me who that person is to you. For example, if I say who is your MVP and then, you know, you tell me. Jokic or whoever whoever you have I heard earlier you said he's gonna be back to back to back so so I had to throw that in there but anyway um let's go ahead and get into it you you understand the rules on boy you understand how it goes yeah let's go all right and for the family at home uh feel free to play it as well um follow along here we go who is the most dominant team in the NBA Milwaukee Bucks 16 game win streak 10 to 0 in their last 10 and part of that 16 game win streak Giannis was playing some of them look Hey, I know we talked about this on the phone yesterday, T, and I really want to go Bucks. I really do. But I'm going to have, for, for, for the sake of the episode, for the sake of the argument's sake, I got to go to the other side. I got to go to Celtics, man. I mean, look, their starting five has only played four games together all season, yet they still have been able to do uh, w- w- what they've done. Um, when you look when you look at this team, when you look at just depth and just dominance, I mean, JB, JT, that's two all-stars right there arguably two MVP caliber players, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, Rob Will, we know he do, Tom Lord, uh, Derek White, big time, six, a big time six man, you know, he knows how to step up, Grant Williams, Al Horford, and a key piece to all this, Malcolm Brogdon, man, I mean, you got a player who could be a starting point guard on any NBA team, 14 points per game, four assists, four rebounds on 48% from the field, and a three-point line coming off the bench, I got to go with the Celtics. It's the most dominant team in the league right I now. I mean, you could talk about Chris Middleton's only playing 20 games. Okay. <laughs> and, and, Giannis, and Giannis only played about 50 games this year. So those are your two best players, and you're still winning games. And Bobby Portis was out for a while. So I, I felt that one because Bobby is on my fantasy, man. But all right, let's keep pushing. Who is the most slept-on team in the league? The most slept-on team in the league, man? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Um, man, I think, bro, this one's going to be crazy take, but you, I'm going to go either uh, Golden State or, or Hawks. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because I don't think the Knicks are slept on. I think people are recognizing them, right? Cavaliers, people know them. 
right? So then when you look at slept on, like, I can't pick the Kings. Everybody knows so the Kings The Kings are balling, right? So who are you going to talk about slept on, right? That I, I'm actually curious to hear your answer. Okay. I got Oklahoma City Thunder, and then I got another team as well, actually. Okay. The Utah Jazz. Well, I, I was looking at playoff teams, right? I but, mean, both. I mean, I, okay. I mean, if you're looking at top six, and all right, I guess. But I was just looking at in general because, I mean, the Jazz, bro, they blew it up. And they're still sitting in the ninth seat. Still somehow surprisingly winning games. And Oklahoma City Thunder surprisingly a lot better than what we thought they were going to be. The reason why I want to say Hawks, people are going to look at me crazy. Um, like John, I always say, man, this team, they got players. They're deep. Let's not act like the Hawks are not deep. They can play basketball. They just added Quinn Snyder. They've been playing a little bit better basketball lately. So to watch out for them. And then, you know, Warriors, man. The Warriors came from like what, 11 seed John to 5th seed now? Yeah. In a five game win streak without Curry. That is impressive. That is impressive. All right. Who is most likely to be a playoff disappointment? It could be a team or a player. Um, Memphis. Memphis and Clippers. Mm, okay. Well, okay. Well, give me reasons on those. I think I know the Memphis, but give me the reasons on the Clippers. Like I think Memphis is just frauds overall. I mean, okay. they, I mean, listen, they, they were struggling, you know, without LeBron, right? <laughs> like LeBron didn't even play that game. They were struggling that whole game until y'all had to go off in that third quarter, but they do that every single night, like literally consecutively. But anyways, um, the Clippers, man, Five game losing streak, three and seven in their last ten. Tyler is not working the rotations properly. He started Marcus Morris, who can't play basketball no more. Um, Robert Covington doesn't get DMPs. I mean, gets a bunch of DMPs now, and he's playing some good basketball, right? And then um, they're just they can't play defense. They were a top, you know, top ten defense elite. They're top twenty seven now, John. Like how you fall down that bad? If you just look at their points, they're giving like 100-plus points every single night, right? They gave up 170 to the Kings, and then just yesterday they gave up 120 again. They can't play defense. They're getting wrecked in the paint, can't play defense, and mainly it's because Zubac has been out for injury, so injuries do happen, and that's sad reality, but they just can't play defense right now. It's all the Brody fault. Next, next question. Niggas is in their feelings. All right. Who I have for the most uh, for the most likely to be playoff disappointment. Yeah, people are not gonna like this answer, but I'm just gonna be real. The Kings, the Kings got no real playoff experience. They're the Utah Jazz right now. They're regular season good team. I don't think they're gonna be that good in the playoffs. Sorry um, to my uh, Kings lovers out there, my guy Shane. Still appreciate you though. I'm heading to the Kings versus Pelican games on Monday. I need I, the Kings to win that game. I need Kings to win that game. That'll be a big game. Um, all right. Who's most likely to be a playoff surprise? Man, bro, I just realized you said the King. Like, John, why the King? I just want the Kings. The I Kings just told score. you. I just told you. I just told no, you. I know, I, know, I know the reasonings, but Kings, the Kings, I think they're going to, the reason why they can always be in the matter of games is because they're the number one scoring team in the league. No one can stop them on the offense. But anyways, um, what's the question again? Who's most likely to be a playoff surprise? Playoff surprise. Rise. Um, man, I mean, I don't. 
Who's your playoff surprise? Uh, the Lakers. That's it. Or the or the Clippers. It's. I'd say no. Actually, I take that back. Not 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 Lakers or Clippers. It's either Lakers or Pelicans. I'd say that the teams that are sitting at that like 10, 11, 12 seed, but really actually have a good roster. And if they had a chance to put it together, they can actually do damage see, in the playoffs. See, when you say that stuff, right, I look at the Pelicans and I don't think they're a surprise because we all know what they are, right? Um, so when I look at a surprise, I was probably like, look at Utah, right? Because like, we don't really know who they are. Like we do and we don't, you know, like Pelicans, not if they, if they, Pelicans go in a championship, will you be surprised? You'd be surprised a little bit, but. Not really. The team's good, right? Yeah, they're in the one Yeah, you look at the Lakers. Like, I, I said what I said, but at the end of the day, they got the greatest player of all time, right? So you won't be surprised about that, right? So I, I'd probably just say, that, like, the, the loser teams, like the Jazz or something that have a good chance, maybe the Blazers, right? You look at the Blazers, even though they're in third team seed. So maybe, okay. like, those those two seeds. Because so, we're talking surprise, right? Maybe you could look at Atlanta once again. You know, okay. All right. Here we go. Here's my last who is question. Who is your MVP? Uh, Nikola Jokic. You have some reasons as to why, or I mean, man, I don't, I don't, bro. I don't even need to say reasons, man. Everybody knows what's up, bro. Number one seed in the league. Um, the the year that he's having is is just super impressive, right? And what I want to say is, right, not only is he averaging a triple double. But John, he's efficient with it, right? So he's shooting 63% from the field, but shooting 40% from the three-point line. That is absolutely incredible, right? 24 and a half points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, 1.2 steals, 0.7 blocks. He's a center that's leading his team to the number one seed, which is absolutely incredible because, like, my boy always told me, he's like, I don't think a center can win you a championship as your number one guy. He always told me that. And then I look at Joel Embiid, and I'm like, man, am I, it might be true because, dude, that dude's dominant. He could just never win, right? And Jokic, and he hasn't won yet, but Jokic is just doing this. He's, he's just having fun out there. John, I watched him against the Clippers. He gets the ball right here. Looking for his teammates. Pass. Or you don't pass. Shot. One leg floater. Like, the dude is just – bro, if you just look at his, his field goal percentage, 7 for 10. 7 for 11, 14 for 21, 7 for 11, 8 for 13. No, you know how, you know how crazy that is? Like, just, it's just wild. The efficiency. But not only is that, he is dominating on the board count. You don't really look at Jokic as being like a dominate rebound, dominant rebound or something. Bro, he had 18 rebounds, 11, 11, 17, 13, 18 again, 13. That's dominant, right? And he's a point guard that's, I believe, not a point guard. He's a center that's averaging what um, ten assists a game, which that has to be top five in the league, right? Yeah, that, that is top five as a center. So number one seed, averaging triple double, but being effective with it, super efficient. Um, and I always say, man, you win MVPs because you're number one seed, no matter what. Yo, honestly, T, like it's it's hard to put up an argument against that, like. It really is hard. My, my, my literal only argument against that is that Jokic won't win MVP because, because, of, because of the back to back yeah. to back and, and, and the back. And like the only he'd, he'd have been the only, per, only person in NBA history to ever do that. Like that is my literal only reason why I don't think he'll um, he will win MVP. Um, 
my original pick was Luca. I'll be honest with you. I said that at the beginning of the season and I really want to stick to it and I'm still sticking to it. I'm not moving away from it, but I just want to say this. I just want to add a little caveat. My eyes have recently been on Joel Embiid and Jokic too. Jokic has been doing the same, but my eyes have been on Joel, man, because look, the last two years he's gotten played. Okay. I understand Jokic has been doing his thing, but I think you could have made a case for both of these last two years of Joel Embiid for MVP. And he's gotten robbed both times these last two years. And then right now he's 33 points per game, which is second in the NBA to Luca. He's constantly back and forth with Luca tying up of, of, of that. He's 10.4 rebounds per game. He's four assists per game on 53% from the field, 33% from the three-point line, and 86% from the free throw line on a career high 11.7 times where he's getting to the free throw line. So he's being extremely aggressive. And the reason why I lean on him versus Luca is his team sits in the third seed of the East, which this year right now, I, I could confidently say the top of the East is looking better than the top of the West. So Joel is sitting at the third seed at the top of the East, while Luca is sitting at the sixth seed in the West, which, uh, again, we talked about it earlier. The sixth seed in the West is three games away from being the 11th seed in the West. So, you know, there's, I just wanted to, you know, make it clear that, that there's levels to this. And Joel Embiid, for the last three months, um, the last straight three months, he's been averaging 30 points per game, 10 rebounds on 50% or better from the, from the field. And nobody's done that in NBA history besides Shaq, Kareem, and Giannis. So um, just got to give Joel his love and his praise, man. Um, hoping he can get an MVP. Keeps getting robbed. My, bless you, my dog. Now, you know what's crazy? I actually want Joel and B to win, too. I think that's – I think everybody wants him to win because he just – every single night, man, the dude dominates. Like, he's just that dude, right? And I used to not like Joel because him and Russ had this little thing. But Joel shows Russ respect now. And – I really just feel bad for Joel, right? He wasn't a starter. He wasn't in the starter until injuries came, right? He easily should have been a starter, but it is what it is, right? He keeps losing to Jokic in the, in the MVP battles. Um, he lost to Kawhi Leonard for a game. <laughs> he lost a game winner that sent him home. He started crying. I just feel bad for him, man. But only thing is, man, you know, Joel only played 49 games this year and Jokic played 56, so I think you got to put that in there. Because that matters, right? Um, and Yoke is the number one seed. So I I, I, I don't even want to argue with that because I like Joel. I really do. Man. Right? But I know this episode is getting a little bit longer, so I'm just going to um, do my segment real quick. So it's going to be like, would you rather? But it's not going to be like, would you rather have Dame or Trey Young? We ain't doing that, right? So we're going to do a little bit something different. So I'm going to ask John a few questions, right? I'm going to be like, okay, this is the question right here, John, okay? Would you rather have six rings? Number 10 in history and scoring, two MVPs, or four rings, number one in scoring, and five MVPs. All right. So what the, the first option was six rings, number 10 in scoring, and then two, two MVPs. Okay. And then the second option was four rings, number one in scoring, five MVPs. I'm taking I'm taking a second option. Yeah, I think I, I'll take that one. I think the only I think it's a good one because of the six rings, right? Mm-hmm. you get six rings man i mean huh. can't nobody right. deny you because once you have once you have rings bro like can't yeah. nobody deny you. and the and the other day you even said this to you. you said if russell westbrook gets a ring can't nobody say nothing nope. so I'm right all there. right so this one says they're both no rings top five so the first one is gonna be no rings top five in scoring one mvp but two scoring titles 
And then the second one is going to be no rings, top 10 in scoring, one MVP, but lead the league in assists. Run that second one back again. No rings, top 10 in scoring, one MVP, lead the league in assists twice. Oh, I'm taking that second one, baby. That second one, that, that player is more versatile, man. He, really? He's, really? So you're not going to go with the scoring title? Yeah, I'm not going scoring title, man. I mean, he's he led the league in assists twice, and he's been top 10 in scoring. I mean, that's a versatile player right there. All right, so what if I told you that's um, LeBron and Kareem? Like, got him, got him. <laughs> All right, listen, right? So, listen, I now it's mine. It's gonna be okay. Would you rather have? I mean, this is gonna be a crazy number, right? I know I'm gonna say crazy number. Okay, top five in steals, top five in assists, top five in scoring, right? But you lead the league in turnovers five years in a row. You're the most inefficient player, but you have five MVPs, right? You remember all that. Okay. Or would you rather just have one ring and that's it? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One ring, one ring, you're the least, you're top, you're number one in the league in turnovers in NBA history. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But the other dude was too. So. Yeah, so that's why you gotta choose, right? And uh, you lead the you lead the league in assists, but you also led the league in scoring. And the other dude, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add, the other dude did have a ring. Okay, so 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 run run the first dude back for me. Bro, I'm, bro, I ain't knocking, bro. <laughs> but you know my memory's toast. <laughs> oh I, man, top five in scoring, top five assists, top five in steals. Um, lead the league in turnovers and had one title. Okay. Okay. This one had top five. Um, top five. Same. So he's gonna have the same three as the first two. So assists and steals and right in turnovers. But this dude is gonna have two MVPs and lead the league and assists, but only once. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that second guy. I mean, he got two he got two MVPs. Okay. But see, you know what's crazy about these MVPs? A lot of people, you that's fine, you're into it, right? But a lot of people downplay them depending who the player is. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest with you. A lot of people downplay these MVPs in the sense it depending who the player is. You know who I'm talking about. They did they downplayed my man. He should have never wanted this and that. Should have been this player, should have been that player. Da, 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 da. So, you know. I just like I just like to throw that just throw uh, throw that out there, right? But for the family, I I have one more. But for the family, it might be a little confusing. Just pause the video, write it down, pause the video. Here's part two. No, not part two, but like the second part. You know what I'm saying, right? Okay, now I'm gonna ask you a straight up question. One more question. I'm gonna ask you a straight up question. Who is the second best shooter in NBA history? Would you rather have Prime Clay? Or prime Dame. Hear it out. It may seem easy, but let's not forget about what Clay has done. Let's not forget about that. Prime Clay, prime Dame. Take man, both great shooters, but I'm taking prime Dame. And the reason why I'm taking prime Dame is I feel like Dame is equal to, if not not wor- not much worse than Clay Thompson with catching and shooting. But he's a much better shooter. 
off the so, dribble than Clay. Is. Before you answer, before you go with that answer, this is overall. You're still taking Dame. I'm still taking Dame. I'm still with, taking Dame. With the resume of Clay Thompson? With the resume of Clay Thompson. I'm still Ooh. taking Dame. Because look, because look, I and I say this all the time about Clay, and I might catch some heat for this. Clay Thompson never becomes the player he becomes if he goes to any other team. If he goes to another team that the system isn't run around and set screens and shoot threes, he doesn't become the player that he becomes, and he just is a good defender. I don't know, man. I I I think another thing people downplay resume a lot. I don't know why, because it's what you've done. You know what I'm saying? Like I know Garrett brought that up. Like, well, a resume, you know, might be a little bit misleading and this and that. It's what he done his whole career. How is it misleading? It's what he has accomplished. You know. And so I know a lot of people say, you know, you I'll take a player any day that has a ring, and Clay has the rings. So I'm interested to see what people. He has rings. I mean, yeah, okay, I, I that, that that is true, but th- but that's kind of like saying, okay, I'll take um, Luke Walton over freaking uh, no, because, because but, he has rings. You know what I'm no, saying? No, but Clay, but Clay, but let, let's not Clay, Clay was not that guy. You feel me, Clay? <laughs> right, like okay, Luke, Luke was, yo, Clay was that guy, bro. He don't even need a dribble. He just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't need a dribble. That's that's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. Yes, sir, man. Uh, for the family at home, let us know in the comment section down below. Um, some, some, some of these. Who, who would you rather? Let us know uh, who was your who is. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this segment. We hope you guys enjoyed just the, this episode. Um, we'll be back, man. Um, really, not much to say. We'll be back. Uh, fire content debate and, um, Tuesday. Debate. We do got a debate coming out. Um, so. Well, we're gonna record it on Tuesday, so oh, yeah, it'll, be come out, yeah. it'll be it'll be out it'll be out next week, man. So stay tuned for that. Um, we've got a whole lot of fire content on the way. Follow our Instagram, follow our TikTok, follow our Twitter at Clutch Talk Pod. But if that's it, then um, we out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace.